0: you ready yeah all right i'm lisa and i'm kelly and this is bad at boundaries the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries healing and growing into the people we want to be
1: get ready to laugh sigh and draw the line with us
0: super easy first take Mm
1: -hmm -hmm. this is picking me up yes it is Okay, Lisa, I'm actually going to start where I drew the line. I usually ask yeah. you. But I actually had... I've had this conversation with my mom multiple times, but yeah. dating is just not a priority <laughs> for me. It never has been. I didn't date in high school. Yeah. And I always thought like maybe later when I have, have hit some of the milestones that yeah. I have on my list, mm-hmm. it'll it'll click in. But it just never did. Mm-hmm. So this past week, I think she finally... Did you guys have, like, the conversation of, like, mom,
0: listen... It might not happen. Let it go.
1: We've had it multiple times now, but our conversation last week was the first time where she was like, "Eh, if you date ever or if you get married. Wow, Karen, big progress. Karen is really good at learning.
0: Whoa, that's actually like, I wish that I had had people in my life who would have been willing to compromise on whether or not I had a partner. And Mm -hmm. I give your mom a lot of credit for that because I feel like when you have a kid, like of course you can't help but hope things and wish for them and i also feel like we're still at the point in society we're just starting to get away from it where one of the main ways a woman can be accomplished is by getting married to a man
1: a rich man a
0: rich man yes and that sucks but i mean like i'm really proud
1: of your mom like Mm -hmm. go karen like you did it girl well and my mom has been a good learner for most of my life but especially the last few years mm. um like we trade book recommendations all the time oh my god i love that and she tries really hard to make sure she's reading things from different mm-hmm. perspectives oh, wow. and different cultures yeah yeah and i think once you start looking outside of the status quo and seeing ways that other people live i think that helps open you up to the idea that there's different ways to be happy because yeah. i think in north america we get fixated on these specific milestones and frameworks that Mm. are honestly... They honestly have us trapped in the Industrial Revolution. Oh, do they ever. As a former teacher, the way that we have our school system set up, Mm -hmm. which is like a pipeline to the nine to five mm-hmm. does not work. And I think no. something that's really cool in this day and age is that there's a lot of people who are forging their own paths and kind of rejecting those milestones Yeah, and and going different ways. Because mm-hmm. you you did that recently.
0: Yeah. So and I, I do want to say like, I didn't realize how much of a complex I had, how much like fear and shame I kind of felt by the fact that I couldn't just be normal, for lack of a better term. Like, I think I've definitely talked about on here how how much of a struggle it was, frankly, to like I spent my whole twenties kind of dicking around at random jobs because career has never been something that I saw myself pursuing. I'm definitely more of a creative person. I'm definitely more motivated to like work for myself, to like try new things, and care a little less about frankly, a little less about money and a little more on like what value am I bringing to the table for everybody else? Mm -hmm. Like how can I make the world a better place through my skills, my creativity? And um, you know, I was raised by two awesome parents who are both really creative, but they were able to translate those creative skills into like 20, 30, 40 year long careers, which Mm -hmm. I think is really cool. And they kind of raised me with this mindset of, you know, you, you are a woman, the odds are stacked against you, you never want to be in a situation where you are dependent on another person for taking care of you like you want to make sure you're able to be independent. And I was always kind of like hammered into my head that the only way I was going to be able to be independent is if I got a really good like nine to five style job and found a way to like, like a job enough to want to be there for 20 or more years, which seems insane to me to think about now. And I went through a really big, I almost want to call it like a spiritual awakening when it all kind of started about a couple years ago when I was diagnosed with ADHD, like going through that experience. And like, it all started, of course, with like the TikTok stuff where I just fell into like ADHD TikTok and I was like why the fuck am I seeing all these videos on here like what's going on and then after a while I was like oh yeah that is me that is my identity and it started making sense why like if I'm not interested in something and if I'm not fired up about something I literally cannot do it and that was a problem all throughout school and I felt growing up so much shame of like I know I'm a smart person. Why can't I pass math? Like I retook math 10 three times. I took math 22 times and I don't even have math 30 like i technically am graduating without any formal like math credits from high school like that's how much i could not do it and that the shame of being like am i different is there something wrong with me like especially looking at all my friends you know becoming teachers after post-secondary going on to become lawyers you know starting these awesome careers in a traditional structure and i was just like there's something wrong with me Mm -hmm. Why can't I do that? And it really was this moment of just realizing and accepting that that's not ever going to be something that I am going to find appealing and it's not something I'm ever going to be able to do easily. I do find it really easy to, you know, come up with new business ideas and earn a quick like couple thousand dollars or until I can automate something online or sell it to somebody and like that I find really fun and really easy, which I don't think a lot of people do. So it's it's kind of like embracing the fear of am I different? Yes, I am and also being like that's not a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. that's totally okay. I don't do you relate to that experience at all?
1: Yeah, and I- I think there's we're we're trapped in a system that just doesn't suit a lot of people's yeah lives. It's called capitalism. Where <laughs> look it up. <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't heard of it, but people are rewarded for financial gains Mm -hmm. and there's all these sayings that like money can't buy happiness, but a lot of the things that bring people joy cost money.
0: Yes, they do.
1: And I get the more money you have, the Mm -hmm. more power, the more responsibility. So like it's not to say there aren't issues, but they're very different issues than like Mm -hmm. making sure you have a job that meets your basic needs. I'm not on ADHD TikTok, but I am on burnt out gifted kid TikTok, which is the pipeline of the pleasure to have in class. Those gifted kids that were always getting gold stars and Mm -hmm. then high achievers, good grades. You hit the corporate world. There's no numbers attached to the projects you submit. There's no fucking gold star when you
0: complete all your paperwork. It's great. Here's some more paperwork. And it's exhausting. I totally know
1: what you mean. So some people end up doing really well because if you go into sales, you're Mm -hmm. hitting commission goals. Like, that's kind of a gold star. There's a prize at the end of it. Yeah. But it took me a long time to start feeling good about... Essentially, getting that gold star in Mm. the form of, like, I work directly with customers. With just, like, people being happy to see me Mm -hmm. and happy to work with me and happy to, uh, like, talk about what they're up to, share their ideas. Yeah. And I think that a lot of what makes people the happiest are the intangibles Mm -hmm. that we're not rewarded for. So, if we go back to the idea of milestones, it's graduating high school, getting married, buying a house. and (laughs) Back in the day, marriage was a financial partnership between two families, if you think about it. It
0: 100% was. It was, let's share some resources and to seal the deal, I'm gonna, you know, offer up my daughter and make a baby that now your family has to take care of. Yeah. Like, so we're stuck in all the. Can these- you tell I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton <laughs> sidebar? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like formal education, getting a job, mm-hmm. getting a house, all of those things have to do with solidifying wealth. Yeah. And yes, like that can add security for some people. Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't know, like if you think of all your married friends. Yeah. No,
0: I don't think a lot of them are super happy and secure. Like, let's say that. Especially the, I should, I should clarify, the age group I'm in right now, there's been a bunch of people got married really, really young. And there's kind of been this weird like five-year lull. And now a lot of those first marriages are divorced or people confiding in me that they're cheating on their partners or they're considering leaving and like they would except they have kids and like it's just a lot of second guessing. So we're almost like in the weird lull (laughs) between (laughs) the divorce and then the second marriage. Or for me, it's the eventually I will get married because that's
1: what's expected.
0: That's what's expected. But also to for for me, like marriage has always felt like something that, I would only want to be married if I was having children, like if I was planning on having children. Mm -hmm. And that is purely for like practicality's sake. It's purely for I have somebody who is now legally obligated to my children beyond just they're the father, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or the mother. I'm not saying anything yet. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: But I saw the same thing. So the mm-hmm. summer camp that Molly and I went to, I mentioned, was a Bible camp. Hell and yeah! God. We, a lot of people that we were acquainted with from that got married at like twenty twenty one because yeah. they were waiting till marriage. Mm-hmm. So they, I get it. And listen, that's a like, choice too. I don't know these people that well, but mm-hmm. there are some people where I was like, I hope that they got married for a reason stronger than they were ready to have sex. Yeah. but I don't know yeah. for sure.
0: But I think, you know, when we talk about milestones, there no matter what the milestone is, whether it's buying a house, graduating high school, getting married, having a baby, I feel like we do all those things and we participate in achieving all those milestones to create a sense of security for ourselves in that, oh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which goes back to, like, school, work life, capitalism. Like, we kind of haven't been prescribed a list of things we need to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not a lot of people realize, like... At any point, you are more than free to completely burn your life to the ground and start over. And that's Mm -hmm. okay if you want to do that. When I left my 9-to-5 job because I I was severely depressed and was having a lot of mental health issues that were strictly focused on work, I had a a whole mental breakdown about that and, like, completely burned my life to the ground. And it's almost like there's so much freedom in, like, oh, I get to play with the ashes now and Mm -hmm. see what stays and what goes. And, you know, I feel like that's not something to be afraid of. Like, I feel like you learn the most when things kind of fall apart and they don't work out well, or you aren't hitting those milestones that you feel, everyone feels like you should
1: hit. Yeah. You know? And in the past couple of years, like, I felt like we were on such a good trend of people actually taking sick days to yeah. avoid spreading the office cold. Yeah. Because of what was going on. hmm And this year, I feel like people are... Aler- I was going to say allergic to taking sick days, but There's a guilt with it because it's like yeah. I'm supposed to be at work. I'm supposed to be producing something. Yeah, I'm
0: supposed to be doing something. But, like, if more people were given tools and resources that would help them focus on what they wanted mm-hmm. versus, like, it's a constant noise, whether it's from the media, our families, our friends, of, like, what you're supposed to want at a certain age. And, like, it's really hard. Like, I, did you go through the thing when, like let's say for me it kind of hit after when I graduated university there was a big like well now what Mm -hmm. (laughs) like kind of phase that I went through because I like my whole school life it had been okay just get to the next grade just get to the next grade get into the high school you want get into the university that you don't really want to go to but your parents are telling you it's an expectation so I guess we'll go to university and then it's like okay well now I've done everything I'm supposed to do now
1: what
0: and (laughs) now that I'm left to my own devices
1: Yeah, and, like, I am on Hinge, so, like, despite dating Mm -hmm. not being, like, a number one priority, I'm, like, I'm still willing to put myself out there. Yeah. And sometimes asking people what's on their bucket list, like, I'm actually using that as a screening tactic. Really? Because if... brilliant. If it looks like they just Googled this off the internet or they built their bucket list based on Mm -hmm. what they see other people around them doing... Mm -hmm. Wait, Mm dilly-dally, three things on your bucket list right now. Okay, my bucket list, I have a moral dilemma going on because originally my bucket list was go to all seven continents before I turned 30. Uh, did that happen? No. <laughs> That's okay. When I was 28, we entered this little thing called COVID-19. COVID-19, never heard of her. But then I also went down this rabbit hole of yeah. researching how much money it costs, and what is actually involved with getting to Antarctica. One, it is a lot of money. Yeah. But two, it is not that ecologically stable or sustainable. Mm -hmm. So unless you are a scientist who has a practical reason for being there. Yes. Like, you are just going. You're going to hang out in some snow, and there's snow in the backyard. Fucking September until May. To the Arctic (laughs) Circle instead. Yeah. But I stumbled upon this idea called last chance traveling, where it's people who are rushing to get to places before they shut down.
0: Oh, wow. Which...
1: Directly contributes to them shutting down faster. So, like, if you oh, think of the no. Great Barrier Reef, yeah. So last chance traveling oh, can actually God. kill destinations. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. if we were being proactive and thinking about the environment and thinking mm-hmm. about preserving nature for generations and yeah. thinking long long term, mm-hmm. if we'd shut that down earlier and mm-hmm. given it a chance to recover, like it would be around later. Yeah. But people are like, I want to see it. Right. So I'm in this dilemma where travel feels really selfish but that was what my entire bucket list was made up of. oh
0: really the whole thing was travel like there were no like honestly this is so funny mine has almost no travel on Mm -hmm. it and it's more so like personal internal like goals that I want to get to
1: and I think I just need to sit down and redo one but there's this movie out there where is it it called the bucket list no (laughs) So the premise is this girl worked her butt off in school, got Mm. valedictorian, Mm -hmm. applied to the university of her dreams, Mm -hmm. and then didn't get in. So all the work she'd been doing through high school, all of the milestones she'd been trying to achieve, all Mm. of a sudden felt worthless. Yeah. So instead of a bucket list, Mm. she did a fuck it list. I've
0: totally heard of this. Actually, they mentioned this on the podcast that I listened to. um, Plug. My favorite murder for true mm-hmm. crime people—it's uh, either love it or you hate it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and the fuck it list was entirely sexual. Oh, love. Um, Wait, is this a Netflix show? No, it's HBO. I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, that's where I watched it. Okay, I don't know if it's still there. Yeah. Um, but the whole premise was she was doing things for pure enjoyment and pleasure. Oh, and I love And not for like status. It's mm-hmm. a it's a raunchy comedy, which is right up my alley. Same. But a cool trend I've noticed is that a lot of... I, I watch a lot of teen shows and... Like oh, yeah, they're the best. Coms. They're, like, like junk food. To all the boys I've loved before. Hell, yeah. And, I mean, we got five Taylor Swift songs in season one. This is a dilly-dally. Yeah. So the fact that it's coming out one week after Speak Now, Taylor's version dropped. ooh, ooh. Not ooh, a coincidence. Ooh, they also ooh. all wore purple. Oh, they knew. When they announced they it. They knew. They yeah. knew. Anyways... A lot of the rom-coms that were around when, when we were growing up and we yes. were in Teens mm-hmm. revolved around losing virginity.
0: Yes, for the longest... Oh, I should have brought my high school diary. I literally have a, like, this is what I'm going to accomplish by the time I'm 25 list. <laughs> and, like, number one was, like, please, God, please let me lose my virginity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which, it's it wasn't that big of a deal to me. You're, like And I always say, like, most people's first time... Is their worst time? Mine was awkward, but it was okay. Like yeah. it was, it was pretty that's good. Like, that's like best case scenario for most people. Yeah. Well, like to share a few things
0: on my personal bucket list because it's so different. Like if yours was all travel, I have one travel thing. Before my dad passes away, I really want us to, if he's physically able, hike the Appalachian Trail together. But if mm-hmm. he's not, then like we'll just go and like visit one of the stop towns and hang out and talk to the people. That's one big thing. And I also really want to reach a point where I have healed from what I've been through as a child. To mm-hmm. the point where I will be able to raise a, a baby who will never have to feel that kind of hurt. That's,
1: like, my main goal right now. Especially mm-hmm. with, like, I'm getting older. <laughs> and I, I also think that's the only reason that people should have children. Yeah. Is because they want to raise a great human. Yeah,
0: literally that's, like, my only goal is to raise, raise a kid who I think will make the world a better place. Because they haven't endured what... I had to endure as a kid and, like, deal with that kind of pain and that kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, you ever hear, like, that phrase on TikTok where it's, like, you are an ancestral curse breaker and, like, you're he- here to, like, heal this and heal that? I literally, like, got really hot and I was, like, that's me. That is, <laughs> that's
1: my vibe, but. We're on different sides of we're TikTok. We're on incredibly okay. different <laughs> sides of TikTok. Um, But yeah, like I think having kids is hard. I have three friends that have brand new babies. Oh, God. They're all within a month of each other. I have two more friends (laughs) in August coming up. So this is my Mm -hmm. summer, spring and summer of baby showers. And I think that's great, but... I sometimes see, uh, like, content creators that refer to their kids as their mini-me. Oh, yeah. And that makes like me that. cringe so much because I'm like, no. It completely the point removes is their that, identity. Yeah, and then it also sets you up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not a perfect person. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like, I really celebrate all the parents out there mm-hmm. in whatever family mm-hmm. format you're in that can look at a kid and be like, I'm going to... Make sure that I can protect them from what I can. Yeah. Educate them to get through the things I can't protect them about. Mm-hmm. And see, like, if I can just encourage them to be this really cool person. Yes. Because I think the goal is that your kids should be a better version because mm-hmm. they're going to have access to t- cooler technology than we do. Like, oh, yeah. Think of, like, what we grew up with versus our parents. <laughs> Windows 98. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the internet Yeah, wasn't around.
0: No, I... I can't tell you how many hours I killed playing paintball and painting on Microsoft, like, Windows 98. Kid pics, Kid yes. <laughs> Even, like, looking at, like, what the kids are playing now. Like, we grew up playing, like, Webkins and Neopets mm-hmm. and, like, Googling the words dress-up games to, like, play weird Barbie games or whatever. They're on, like, Minecraft. They're on Roblox. Like, they're... They're, they're building things. They're building things in a, like two-dimensional form, like, it's insane to me. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you ever, like, think about what you – how things would have turned out if you had had access to more, like, tools and resources to, like,
1: frankly tell the haters to back off? (laughs) So this isn't my story, but I have mm -hmm. a really good revenge – not a glow-up, a revenge boss-up story. Ooh, yeah. So I went to a networking event recently, Mm -hmm. and it was – Like, it was a low-key event. It Mm -hmm. was at one of the local post-secondary institutions. Mm -hmm. And there were these two women there who were super dressed up, looked stunning, had heels on, like, had their hair done. And they were taking pictures in front of, like, the sign when I was wandering my way out from Mm -hmm. the event. And I was like, oh, like, I can take a picture for you so you don't only have selfies from this. Nice. Um, And they were like, great. And I was, like, complimenting their outfits because I always love to be, like, I don't want to be, like, the dance mom. I want yeah. to be, like, Rosie from Sophia Grace and Rosie and be yes. the hype girl. Yes. Um. And then they started telling me. So one of them had gone through a divorce. Oh, my God. And she, yeah. She was like, Girl, I went through a full Elle Woods transformation. Whoa. I went to law school. <gasps> I bossed up. Like Shut up. I got my degree. Mm-hmm. And I like looked at her and I didn't think of this until I was walking out. Mm-hmm. But I got in my car. Mm-hmm. Obviously I congratulated her. Oh yeah, duh. But I sat in my car and I was like, I complimented her appearance. Yeah. Without thinking to see if they were celebrating anything else. Yeah. So that's something that I need to do a better job of unlearning. Mm -hmm. And I see TikToks all the time that are people who are post wedding. Yes. Who aggressively drink alcohol in front of friends and family because you get married and people immediately start asking you if you're expecting when you're having kids. When you're in a heteronormative relationship. It it just sucks because I feel like we we just
0: don't allocate enough time, especially as women, once we enter, like, that space of marriage and the do we start a family, do we not, all this pressure. I feel like so many people start hitting those milestones without actually asking themselves, like, is this something that I want? Like, is this something that feels good and feels, like it speaks to my truth honestly I cannot recommend enough having some sort of like ritual where you really take like five minutes ten minutes whatever during the day to just get more in tune with like whatever it is you you want whether it's like I journal almost every single day and looking back I actually started journaling when I left my job Mm -hmm. and uh, we were in the process of starting this podcast so I have like pages and pages of this is what I want and this is why this feels good to me because Like I'm recovering from this. So I'm going to be mindful about this as we start our podcast. And it's really helped me just like stay on track. And it's made it easier for me when I hear, you know, people who are close to me saying things like you were insane to quit your job, you have no backup plan, you are going to fail the second you lose interest in this, like, it really makes it easier to not listen to the people who are doubtful around me or the people who are negative because I know like I can see on a piece of paper this this means something to me. The fact that I'm writing about it and talking about how much better it's going to make my life and why it's such a perfect fit for me. Journaling's the best. I know so many people who have had really good uh, results just using a vision board like having something visual up on the wall like or even making a fucking Pinterest board but just like having something visual that you look at every day reminding yourself like this is why i'm working hard i want to live in this kind of house i want to have this kind of dog one day i want a vacation here i want to have you know, we have one from the podcast of what our future podcast studio is going to look like when we are sadly no longer recording at the public library and mm-hmm. on to being, you know, a little bit more profesh. Who knows if that'll ever happen. But like, you know, it's. But just, we have
1: the Pinterest board ready.
0: We have the Pinterest board ready. I'm ready to go and buy a purple velvet couch. Like literally the second I see one, I'm going to be like, should I just buy this and keep this in my basement? Because I know I'm going to need it one day because this is the trajectory I'm on. I know, um, this is very woohoo-y, but another thing that I do, which I think I was telling you about, is, um, I do moon rituals, Mm. like, for the full moon and for the new moon, which really help me, like, just keep in line with how things are changing across time and how my perspective's changing, so, like, brief little, like, spiel for anybody who wants to know, like, new moons are for bringing in new things, full moons are for, like, letting go of what is no longer good for you, so, like, every new moon i literally write down on a piece of paper like this is like what i'm working on right now this mm-hmm. is what i want out of my life i want to be in a really happy relationship i want to have the motivation to just like make the bed every day or i really want like this month to be the month I get a car and like it's just about setting the intention or like for the full moon being like listen i'm done being stressed out about this one dumb thing Or I I really want to let go of how insecure I feel about this body part. It just like really hones in your perspective and your thought process. And it's like seeing it written down or seeing some sort of visual representation. It just makes it way easier to be like, okay, no, this is what I want. I'm not going to worry about the fact that my doctor just told me that if I have a baby after the age of 30, it's a
1: geriatric pregnancy and how fucking scary those Mm -hmm. words are. Like, you know? And I think taking time to reflect on things is so important. Mm-hmm. And I cheat the system because oh. I have long-distance <laughs> friends, so we are in oh. constant text-based communication. Mm-hmm. So I will just live journal to them about what's going on in my life. <laughs> I love um, them. Yeah, there's a couple specific people. Thank you for always reading my essays. <laughs> but... I do think, for me, like, I think when I do take the time to journal things Mm -hmm. in written format and write things out by hand, a lot of the time, by the time that I get to the end and reread it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, like, I actually know how to deal with this situation. Yeah,
0: like, now that I've thought it out, I understand what my feelings are and what's going to be right for me, strictly, because you wouldn't have those feelings if that wasn't the right decision, right?
1: Yeah. Or sometimes I read through it, and I'm like... Wow, I'm embarrassed for how many people (laughs) I told this story, because this is not dramatic. It's not a big deal. a minor inconvenience. (laughs) This is a pebble, not a
0: speed bump. But the thing is, too, uh, I feel like we are kind of conditioned to the second there is a speed bump. It's like that's when we start questioning everything. Mm -hmm. And even if it isn't that big of a deal, it's almost like we we are taught that anytime there's an obstacle in our way or a challenge, like, oh, that's a sign that you're going to fail or that is failure. Just mm-hmm. by having that obstacle, whether whether it's as little as a pebble or as big as a boulder. Like we take that as our sign of like, oh, well, I should just give up and go back to doing what everybody else
1: says I should do. Yeah. You know, because I think there's certain behaviors that aren't good for us, but that are celebrated like they've mm-hmm. been they've gone through like memification, like yes. slopping on your couch and watching netflix but mm-hmm. also scrolling TikTok. so yes. having all of that screen time mm-hmm. is something that people do it and people know that that's not a great mm-hmm. habit and is not good for your brain and usually does not make people happier no. but that's something that we joke about and mm-hmm. it's an acceptable coping mechanism yeah where there's a lot of other stuff where people get made fun of mm-hmm. for being cringe for yeah. having actual interests You know what? Anybody who ever was great at anything was cringe at first. Like, Mm -hmm. I know this
0: girl in high school, she very clearly wanted to be a model. Like, she was super into fashion. She also was, like, super tall and willowy. Like, she was still kind of in the awkward teenage phase, but you could tell she was going to be, like, six foot two and thin as a rail. So that's what people want as a model at that time. And people used to make fun of her for, like, posting, like, photo shoots of herself in her backyard it on Facebook or, like, you know, making fun of her for dressing in her, like, high fashion, a.k.a. just, like, looked better than sweatpants look and then after university she went on she got a degree in fashion or something but she ended up like putting all that effort and then she would start uploading her her photography portfolio that's like a mix of the fashion stuff and these are the clothes i created again people just kept making fun of her and then right before the pandemic hit she got like a big break and she ended up getting like recruited by a modeling agency in new york and now she's like out partying with celebrities like actually being a successful model and now people are coming out of the woodwork to congratulate her i'm like you guys didn't have anything to say we're not supportive when she was cringe when she needed the extra support Go fuck yourself, you know?
1: She's in her 1989 era now. She
0: literally is, I know. Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. Yeah, people are so afraid of being cringe, of being seen trying, but Mm -hmm. I think it's the bravest people that aren't afraid to do
1: that. There's um, a very beloved movie, called A Cinderella Story starring oh, Hillary. Duff. Yes, Tuck. yes. And this quote is from someone else, but I know the quote because of this movie, but it's, never let the fear of strik- striking out mm-hmm. keep you from playing the game. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: And I think we do that all the time where we build these things up in our head and sometimes mm-hmm. because you want things so much, mm-hmm. you are like, well, how how do I have the audacity to go after this? Yeah. Because it's so important to you that mm-hmm. like failure would be devastating. Mm-hmm. But I think it's be- sometimes that happens because you only let your yourself want one thing at a time yes or you think like you it's like you think you build like one experience
0: up in your mind Mm -hmm. so much and so intensely that it literally feels like if it doesn't work out you're going to die and one of the most powerful things I learned back when I was seeing another therapist not my current therapist but she basically said to me like Lisa if you ever feel like things aren't gonna work out for you or they don't work out Just trust that the only reason that experience didn't come into your life is because something better is going to come and take its place. And one day you will be so happy that, you know, that didn't work out and you got to have what you had. And like an example I use is my high school, college boyfriend. I literally was just like, if I don't get married to this guy, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's my whole existence. He's my everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, spoiler alert. I didn't end up getting married to this guy and I suffered with the worst heartbreak I've ever had. And it literally felt like I'm never going to love somebody again. Nobody's ever going to love me like that ever again. I'm going to be single forever. I'm never going to get married. I will never get over this pain. And then lo and behold, less than a year later, John had come back into my life. And you've
1: realized some bigger dreams of yours.
0: Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> but like, it's true. I'm just like, God, thank God that didn't work out, you know, because I, I feel like I would have felt really shortchanged, especially if I had known something this amazing was out there, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think just, like, looking back over different life stages, Mm -hmm. there's lots of things that were huge celebrations at the time, and I was very excited in the moment. Yes. And then looking back, I'm like, okay, that was cool, Mm -hmm. but now I can also do, like, this, this, and this, Yeah. and I think our ability to celebrate milestones Mm -hmm. also shifts, where right now, what's getting celebrated Mm -hmm. around me is, like, weddings babies, yeah. buying a house, <laughs> yeah. and promotions, yeah. and there's, people have so much more going on in their lives. I'm literally laughing, I'm like, I'm not doing any of those. <laughs> like, yeah, but not, no, me either. I, I'm going to them Yeah, yeah They're I'll, not about me I'm going
0: for the snacks And for the drinks Thank you for hosting But like that's That's not where I am But you know what There's something Something I'm really Trying to do right now Because you know I just had my 29th birthday Last week And for a very long time I felt like Life after 25 Just like didn't matter Like it just it, oh no It meant nothing <laughs> You're I, not over the hill Yeah I, I truly was like When I hit 25 My world will be Like my life will be over I'm just gonna be Some weird old person and it's actually been really phenomenal to me that as I get older I feel like my approach to aging is changing as well and Mm I'm one thing I'm going through is I had to delay my 29th birthday party because John is um, he's he's on practicum for paramedic stuff so we don't have a free weekend till like the end of May and at first I was kind of like should I even have a party like it's my 29th birthday like who who really cares like I'm just some old person And then I was kinda like, actually, reframe that thought. It is really cool that for years, I had had some pretty severe mental health issues. I never thought I would live to be 29. Like, I never thought I would make it this far. Lots of people do not live to be 29. Mm -hmm. I am also doing like mentally the best I've done in a long time. I'm living more in my truth than I ever have in my whole life with even something as simple as having this podcast. I actually think it's worth celebrating the fact that I am 29 years old and I love my life for the first time. Like, that Mm -hmm. is amazing, right? So, I mean, you're all invited to my 29th birthday Mm is the end of the month.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's there's also a lot of, like, stigma associated with life changes. Yeah. And they can be scary. No one loves to be in uncertain situations. But Mm -hmm. it's okay to change your goals. And it's okay to say, like, I tried something new didn't really work out for me yeah didn't like it because I think a lot of times we look at success like if you think of like the movie 13 going on 30 oh my god there were all these (laughs) things on paper that she wanted to accomplish and then like the lesson I learned by the end of the movie Mm -hmm. is like it's not about what you're doing it's about Mm -hmm. how you're feeling while you're doing it and how you feel about yourself
0: and I feel like a lot of people like I know I was not the only one who at like age 15 or 16 made that bucket list of all the things I wanted to accomplish or had this vision in my head of like what life will be like in my 20s and only to get to your 20s get to those milestones or those supposed milestones and be like fuck like I didn't accomplish anything like I was looking at my bucket list and it's like by age 25 I thought I would be married I thought I would be working on baby number two I thought I would be a teacher I thought I would have moved to Kelowna or away from Alberta in some way uh, I thought I would own my own house like I thought all these things I thought I would be way better traveled than I am and like when I first read that list I was like oh man this is a huge blow to my self-esteem in that I literally failed like little me really hard and then I kind of reframed it in my mind after talking to my therapist and I was like you know I made that list of my expectations for my life as an adult Before I was an adult Mm -hmm. and knew how difficult it was to achieve those things and also just how difficult it is to like be in charge of taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. like that that I require a lot of maintenance and a lot of management (laughs) like it is a full time job which you know like I just anyone who ever feels like my life didn't turn out the way it's it was supposed to it's like no you're exactly where you need to be for right now don't put so much fucking pressure on yourself
1: that's not cool. I was actually in the car with my friend yesterday and mm-hmm. her mom called her and she picked people pick up with their mom when their mom calls on speakerphone when I'm in the car. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> they know I'm, you aren't gonna yell fuck. <laughs> oh no, this is this is a mom you can do that with. Oh yeah. But she was gossiping about her day and kinda going through something oh. that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I was like, honestly, the more I talk to older adults that are older, older women. I'm not trying to call her old, but No, but older women, let's say Adultier that. adults. Yes. The real grown ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the more I realize no one has their shit together. No, and everyone's pretending. Everyone, All the time. And everyone is constantly learning because mm-hmm. we have there's too much information in this world. Mm-hmm. Um to be an expert on anything like Mm -hmm. you can know a lot about a a subject without knowing everything oh yeah
0: and actually this is reminding me so when I turned 28 this was at my old job that I was working at and there were a lot of um older women who who worked there like big broad age range somewhere in their 60s somewhere in their 40s some of them were even just a few years older than me and into their 30s and 28 felt like a big one it felt like a big birthday and I kind of like was talking to them over over lunch just you know shooting the shit they're like oh how do you feel about turning 28 and I kind of said to them you know it's the first time it's kind of hitting me that like I am in my late 20s and I kind of confided in this one woman Lindsay and I was saying to her like I just felt like I would like enjoy my 20s more like I feel like it was really built up to me of like this is the best decade of your life like please enjoy it while you can it goes by so fast and I was like I kind of feel like maybe I wasted the decade or I did something wrong because like it was really hard I didn't really have it super easy a lot of the time it was really painful and unfun and just kind of forcing myself to keep going and she just like looked at me and she's like oh yeah that's what how everybody feels it everybody is let down by their 20s and I was like it was like this big like oh my god thank god relief and she was in her mid 50s and I was like if you don't mind me asking like when in your life did you feel like best about yourself and the best about you know what you were accomplishing and what you were doing And she was like, I like in her 40s, that was -hmm. what she said. Sometime in her 40s, that's when things really kind of got good. And she was saying to me, she's like, they actually stayed good for the first time in my life. Like it stopped being so up and down or like make the wrong decision here. Now I fucked over myself for that. And she was like, once you kind of hit like your 40s, especially your mid 40s, that's when you just have enough life experience And you have enough resources and you are more emotionally mature. And she was like, that was when my life got good and it stayed really good. And Mm -hmm. like she's in her mid 50s now, I think. And she was like, yeah, like look forward to that because it does get better. And you feel like just stop feeling like you messed up every time you make a decision, you know.
1: Yeah, I love that. I know. Looking forward to that. It made me feel
0: so much relief. I was like, okay, it was supposed to be this bad. Good, I didn't mess it up somehow. It was a learning opportunity. (laughs) I know. I was like, I feel like my 20s are just one long dilly-dally of just (laughs) fucking,
1: fuck if I know. Going on side quests (laughs) to get to the main plot. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of dilly-dallies, um, mm. we do need to wrap this episode yeah, up. Yeah, we do. Okay, so, key takeaways. I think with milestones, don't worry about what everyone else has on their list. Make yes. your own list. Make sure mm-hmm. that you're putting things on your list that actually make you happy. Mm-hmm. There's this quote going around all over Facebook, actually, which is funny because that's a <laughs> Facebook. I rarely check Facebook. <laughs> but essentially, it says, No one notices you staying late at work Mm -hmm. out of your colleagues. Yeah. The people that notice are your families, your Mm -hmm. kids, the people that you've let down or disappointed or had to cancel plans on. Yeah. And those are the most important people in your life. Absolutely. put your people in your milestones, Mm -hmm. not your... I mean, you can be excited about your career, but that doesn't have to be the most interesting thing about you. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see... Especially, like, as someone who's going through a lot of small talk, talking to people on Hinge (laughs) right now. Yeah. When people ask you, like, when I ask someone, like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I want to hear what they do for fun. Oh, yeah. I actually don't really care. care. about. I don't really care about their job. Like, that's just how you get money that you need. Honestly... Who really understands each other's jobs that clearly anyways? Like, I can parrot a job description for a lot of different types of roles, but Mm -hmm. I don't actually know what their day-to-day, like, hour-to-hour looks like. Another key takeaway,
0: too, is the sooner you free yourself from the burden of that shame, Mm -hmm. and of like you know am I ahead am I behind did I screw up like in some way and once you kind of like get comfortable feeling the fear of carving out your own path and doing what you want to do and you know feeling the fear and just fucking doing it anyway I feel like that that is the path to truly like finding happiness Mm -hmm. and being able to hit the milestones you want to hit Because they're yours. They aren't just arbitrary goalposts that our capitalist overlords
1: (laughs) set up for us. (laughs) Find the people that push you to be the best version of yourself because they actually support you. Mm -hmm. Find the people that will give you the honest feedback when you need to hear it. Yeah. Um, And don't worry about competition. I know that Mm -hmm. is much easier said (laughs) than done. But those comparisons, that competitive nature, Mm -hmm. all that does is turn people against Mm -hmm. each other and create jealousy. So Mm -hmm. just be the best Rosie to everyone else's (laughs) Sophia Grace that you can be. And I
0: think most important of all, don't think about the timeline of how you're doing things and how it compares to other people. But when you do hit the milestones that are important to you, whether that's finishing school, getting a job you really like, finding friends who feel like family, or maybe starting a family of your own, I urge you to celebrate those. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be the most memorable days of your lives. Like, I, I don't remember my 18th birthday when I went out to the bar. But I remember my 18th birthday when all my high school friends came over to my parents' house. And everybody, you know, stood around the cake that my mom had baked for me. And sang me happy birthday and took turns telling me how much they loved me. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I blacked out at the bar. <laughs> it has everything yeah. to do with the emotional moment and how much that meant that everybody was just proud of me for Mm -hmm. making it that far so make sure you celebrate too
1: yeah yeah should we draw a line there let's draw the line bad at
0: boundaries is a podcast created by lisa hennig and kelly mcgillis follow us on instagram and tiktok at bad at boundaries thanks for listening